Welcome to the Rising Kings podcast, where we enable you to raise your standards, elevate your performance, and live to your highest order in business and in life. If you haven't already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any feature content. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Rising Kings podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and of course, with me, we've got uh, Ben Salkeld, the founder and director of Rising Kings. Ben, what's going on, brother? How are you? Very well. Thank you, brother. A little bit tired, but uh, feeling feeling good. Feeling good. We just had- Massive weekend, right? <laughs> yeah, big, big weekend. Not the weekends that people go, oh, he's had a blowout, mate. He's been at the pub all weekend. And it sounds like I've probably what, smoked a case of cigarettes, but it's not. We had uh, uh, one of our co-black rites of passages events this past weekend, and it's just a big operation and it's massive output. And just watching these guys do what they do in terms of the brothers, man. It's nothing short of inspiring. You know, I was reflecting on it this morning in my journaling around what these guys do. And it's, you know, it's what they share and what they show is their level of commitment to themselves, to their families, to their kids, to their chosen ones. That's what really stands out because they come there, one, to see what comes up and to see what they're capable of. But on the deeper level, it's in order for me to be the best husband, to be the best father, the best partner, the best man that I can be, I have to show a commitment. And that's what this is really about. You know, what these guys do is extraordinary. And I get quite, quite emotional just thinking about it because these guys come in at a level, you know, we give them very clear guidance and training and, and get them set up for success to come into this. However, it's it's the unknown that's full of uncertainty in terms of what happens. And you watch every man go through his own mental, physical, and emotional battle, however, hold strong through it because he has a very clear why of why he's there. And, you know, I'm just one of the facilitators and you can see how exhausted I am <laughs> and as the brothers are. So it just shows what goes into this, man. It's pretty special, pretty magical. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's for me, it's, I think a lot of guys that I speak with, you know, Code Black is something that, you know, they see and stuff like that on the videos and the website and things like that. And that's something that they've always sort of referred to as wanting to do. And I always tell them, it's just one of those things that you just simply can't jump into. You really have to sort of prepare yourself and, you know, physically and mentally to be able to, you know, do this massive weekend. And, and, you know, shout out to those guys that have, you know, that have completed it this past weekend. I know that group is, was a great, you know, group of guys as, you know, most of them, you know, typically are. So, you know, congratulations to those guys for completing it and uh, congratulations to the Legacy Brothers that showed up and, and helped out. Yeah, man. And like you said, you know, like a big thing was, you know, I think these guys saw that, you know, if we, if we just opened up Code Black and we're like, hey, we, we run Code Black. Any man can come and do Code Black who wants to have a go. Right. They clearly recognize, like, it's, it's not a tough mutter. It's not a Spartan race. It's not a Navy SEAL test. It's not an SAS course. Even though in the footage, that's, you know, there, there are principles that come into it, but that's not what it is. It's these men have been through Rising King's experience first. They've understood the methodology so that when they come to Code Black, they have a very clear and deeper understanding of why they're at this particular, what we call rites of passage. And that allows them to go deeper into their souls than anything else they've done. And we're, I'm talking like, man, there are guys in this thing who are ex-professional athletes, guys who used to cycle for you know, Britain and Canada and you know, on high levels, you know, grade A fucking 
professional cyclists that come into this to get a completely new view of their world, of their identity. And that's what makes this stuff so amazing. Hmm. Well, if you're ready, I kind of want to jump into today's topic. And I'm titling this one, Wake Up and Go Get It, right? This is for, for me, it's kind of like a topic that I was thinking about last night. Uh, something more about something that I wanted, something that's really going to inspire me. So, you know, one of the things for us is time is short, right? Nothing is guaranteed. And then at the end of the day, I think most of us are sitting in a position where we don't necessarily want to be in because we know we could be better, right? Whether that's, you know, financially, professionally, how we're operating as a father, how we're operating as a husband. And nine out of 10 times, I would say that the reason why most of us are in this position is because we've settled into this position that's, you know, of comfort and convenience, right? So again, title is Wake Up and Go Get It. First question to you is, how important is it to be able to develop habits that will lead to success? It's imperative. There's no other way around it. It's, you know, we talk around consistency over intensity. And I feel this is where a lot of guys make the wrong choice. They chase intensity. They go from zero to 100. And then within a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, they can't handle the pace and the heat and they fall back into their modality, the modality that they're not currently happy with versus habits are there to d- are designed to bring you into consistency. So what we mean by that is when you start developing new habits to create your new identity, to become the person you want to be in terms of your behaviors, etc., the effort to get started is fucking high. So for the guy who, you know, you think about it, hasn't trained or done any exercise for six to nine months and then goes, fuck, man, like I'm so out of shape. I'm so unfit. I drink all the time. You know, I'm not in a good space. Okay, I've got to get my shit together. The effort required for that guy to start his process is massive, right? It's just, it's extremely challenging to cut the things out, like all the bad habits and start implementing new habits. However, over time and with consistency, that effort starts to drop. And so habits, I believe, are like the fundamental piece that is going to get a man from where he is today to the man he desires to be. It has to be done over and over and over again. It becomes repetitions and it's consistency. Now, through that, your habits evolve. It's not just, well, I set out these five habits to change. Right. They're the five habits I do for the rest of my life and I'm at my peak. What you realize is that as you implement new habits and those habits get ingrained into your DNA, they just become part of you. But if you're always looking for progress and you're always looking for growth, you're going to bring in new habits. You're going to refine those habits. Those habits are going to get you know, more intense as they go through because the effort required at the, as you go through and implement these habits, as that becomes less, you want to keep upping you know, the intensity of those habits that you bring into your life. Now, speaking of habits, and this is, you know, there's plenty of books around this, something that you see online all the time, right? You know, sort of the top habits that successful people do and, and yada, yada, yada. And I'm curious from like your perspective with your experience and, you know, through the hundreds of guys that have gone through Rising Kings every single year, what do you feel are the top habits that people should do every day in their life if they want to have a successful life? And I'm talking both success in business and in their personal life as well. Yeah. So we look at through the lens of success is happiness, fulfillment, it's connection, it's clarity, it's joy, it's experience, 
It's being able to adapt and take on all the challenges that, you know, life throws at you. And so in terms of habits inside Rising Kings, we call them daily disciplines. What we look at though is you got to break it down first and go, okay, well, there's, it's not just one set of random habits that are going to, you know, make you or help you live your best life. We've got to break them down. What are the habits that enhance my mind? What we call our head. What are the habits that enhance my connection? What we call our heart. What are the habits that enhance, you know, our professional side? What we call our harvest. And what are the habits and things that we do to enhance our health? So when we've got these four pillars or these four areas, head, health, heart, harvest, we then think about in each of those, what are the core disciplines or the core habits that a man should be looking at in order to elevate those. And so there are things like, you know, meditation is a must. And it's the one thing that I feel a lot of us overlook. We hear about it all the time. It's there. And I know we'll go into it shortly around this. However, it's fucking hard. It's not as easy, or when I say easy, it's not the same effort required to go and lift and go and train at the gym for an hour, like meditation. There's also journaling is a massive part of the daily disciplines that I believe are extremely important. Now, these, these are for your head, right? This is to help you have a clear mind. Then you've got in terms of your health, daily exercise, also too around what is it that you eat and what are you drinking? Like how much water are you drinking on a day-to-day basis? You've also got habits in terms of your connection, daily gesture of love, you know, 30 second hub with your loved ones. You're making sure that you're present with your kids on a day-to-day basis. And then when it comes to your business, it's really putting in the habits in place. Like, do you just go to your phone and look at email and that's how you dictate your day? Or do you take the time out to actually plan out and look at what's important versus what's urgent? Look at what's essential versus what's just noise and responsive, etc. And so as you develop these habits, that's where you start to create this identity. Now we run through, we have a specific set of seven daily disciplines and I'll get, you know, we'll post this up in the notes because you can download it. We call it the morning power routine. We go through each of these daily disciplines. I can hand on my heart, tell you, man, like I've had these in my life for the past 10 years. And this is, I call it the base habits. Now I've added habits to it, but these seven are the ones that actually, you know, as a framework or as a base level, I believe all men have in their life. You know, if you go and look at the top performers in the world, they will all be saying the same thing. They will talk about meditation. They will talk about journaling. They will talk about daily gesture of love with their loved ones. They will talk about a cold shower, right? They will talk about daily exercise. They will talk about nutrition. They will talk about uh, in terms of you know, how much fluids they're taking on in terms of water, et cetera, a day. So they're, they're the key habits you know, that I believe dry, help a man really elevate his life to be his best possible version of himself. So let me ask you this. Let's say you know, a guy is out there and he you know, does the morning power routine. Do you feel like if he does, does something like this and does it consistently every single day for, let's say, you know, the next 90 days, do you feel that that guy is going to have a change, a drastic change in his life? Guaranteed. The challenge is most will do it for a week, mm. two weeks, and oh, too hard. Not really seeing the massive ROI I was expecting. However, there are a lot of guys though that do this and I would say most, you know, that come into the Rising Kings fold, not in terms of Rising Kings experience, but come into the Facebook group or download the morning power routine and they'll send the emails through just saying, holy shit, man, like I just feel so much more awake, so much more alive. My wife is noticing it. 
My kids are noticing it. I'm not as triggered as I used to be. And I think we, you know, it's you implement this for 30 days and you're going to feel a difference. A difference in the way you, it's not going to change. Like, let, let's get clear here. It's not going to change your fucking bank account, right? It's not going to give you a six pack. It's not going to give you the fucking body of an Adonis. And it's not going to like save your marriage in 30 days. What it's going to do though is heighten your awareness. It's going to raise up your standards. It's going to elevate your performance across those core four areas we talked about before. And over time, the results start to shift. But the biggest change that you do feel is yourself. It's the way you see and interact with the world. That's what occurs when you do this type of work. I couldn't remember what the guy's name is off the top of my head. But I know back, and I think it was like May, June, July, there was a gentleman that emailed and he said he wanted some resources. So I sent over the morning part routine. And he did it for, I believe it was about 30 days. Now, he did it as consistently as as he can possibly do it. But I know he didn't do it every day. Within those 30 days, his bosses, and he had actually ended up going to some sort of a conference. All of his coworkers asked him, what's wrong? Or why was he different? Because they all noticed something in him that was out of the norm. And I go, well, what did you change? He goes, Mike, the only thing that I changed was the morning power routine. But the difference was I carried myself differently. I hold myself or I held myself to a different standard. And that's what really, that was the change that they saw. I was a happier person. I wasn't as, you know, pissed off coming home. You know, I wasn't so quickly triggered when my coworkers didn't do, you know, this, this and that. And coming home to his wife, he was a lot more, you know, pleasant. And uh, for me, like seeing him and having him hear his story on how just the morning power routine in 30 days changed the way that he saw the world and the way he acted. And the way that he felt about himself, I thought for me was like, I was like, wow. Like I, for me, when I did the morning part routine, it was great. But for here to hear another guy that was completely random, and I had never met, you know, met him before. I'd never talked to him in, in, in the past. But just to hear him say that how massive, you know, his life changed within those 30 days of doing the morning part routine, I thought was really, really cool. My third question to you is this, right? We talked about, you know, people sort of living life into this or settling for comfort and convenience. And for me, when I hear comfort and convenience, I tend to sort of equate that to time being wasted. And I talk about the sort of the golf analogy, right? When you go to the driving range, a lot of the guys, you know, are working on or swinging a golf club that they're comfortable hitting. They will never take out the club that they know they can't hit. That's why, you know, for golf guys that are out there, that's why if you look at a used set of club, the three iron and the four iron always look brand new because nobody can hit those and nobody dares to practice it because they go, I can't hit it. Let me stop. So they'll go back to what they're comfortable with. Same thing if you think about Jordan. Jordan and Kobe would never just sit there and only practice free throws. Yeah, they'll shoot free throws and make sure that their game is on point, but they'll also really focus on the areas where they're lacking. But a lot of guys that I talk to will only focus on what they're comfortable doing. So they'll spend that extra two or three hours at work doing emails so that they don't have to go at home and have to face that discomfort of having to deal with kids and dinner and preparing them for school the next day. Most guys just want to come home and be, you know, have all of that stuff done with and quote unquote because they're too busy with everything else. In reality, all they're doing is they're running away from something and doing what they're comfortable with. 
So my question to you is, how can we start letting go of the things that is simply wasting our time so that we could focus on and work on the things that truly matter? It comes down to, and I, the name escapes me, of this guy. He's, I came across his book recently. He used to be in Cirque du Soleil. So he's like a, he was a performer in Cirque du Soleil, which are like elite, elite performers. And he talks about this notion of training and the best way to train in order to create progress and growth. And you know, like what you just said there in terms of the golf analogy and the basketball analogy, if you just keep doing the things that you're good at or that you're comfortable with, your, your, grow, your progress and the speed of rate of change or growth hinders or, or plateaus. Likewise, though, if you just go and work on your weaknesses and don't stay doing the stuff that you're good at as well, you'll start to lose motivation, drive. You know, like if the guys just go out, hit the three and the four iron all the time and they just do that, at some point they're going to break mentally because they're like, this is shit. I don't get any enjoyment out of this anymore. You know, I quit. And so we've got to look at the balance. And I I can't remember the exact number, but I think it was around, you want to spend around 70% of your time doing the shit that you're good at and making progress on those strengths. But then the other 30% of the time, that's where you've got to get out of your comfort zone. That's where you've got to go and do the things that you're not so good at, that challenge you, that you're uncomfortable with. And I think he almost broke it down too, like just in terms of a training perspective, you want to start with the shit that you're not good at, then step into the things that you're good at. And what they've found through these studies, et cetera, is that when you kick off and do the things that you're not so good at, the, the weaknesses, the areas of growth that you want to step into, When you do those first and then you go to the things that you're good at, you've actually improved the things that you're good at because they require less effort, less effort in terms of your thinking, less effort in terms of your, you know, the way that your body moves, et cetera. And so all of a sudden that effort that we talked about earlier in the podcast starts to drop. So in terms of life though, right, we've got to look at, well, what are we doing in terms of our life? And this is what I said before, meditation is the three iron in golf. Meditation is the hard shot in basketball. It's the piece that, oh, fuck, man, like meditation's too hard. I don't, I don't have time for this. I'll go, I'll do a workout instead, right? And so we're avoiding it. And it's the same with coming home and spending time with the kids in the evening. Well, you know, it's, it's fucking hard coming home. The kids are exhausted. They don't really want to talk. They're out of control. They won't clean their teeth on time. They don't want to have a bath when I ask them to have a bath or a shower. You know, the wife's had a challenging day. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to have to fucking try and fix everything and listen, et cetera. So we justify it. Well, I'm going to stay here at work and I'll bash out a bunch of extra emails. I'll do a couple of extra calls and I'll set myself up for tomorrow because that's my priority. And so we're missing out on the growth, on the areas, on the pieces where we can progress. Because you've got to think about this. If you become the guy who gets this message and you've been running that modality and all of a sudden you change and you go home and you step into the chaos at home, now you're stepping into chaos consistently and over and over and you start to like level up and raise your capacity to deal with chaos, the next challenge that comes in business, fuck, it wasn't as hard as it was last time. You know, when things aren't going the right, the way that you want them to, you're way more surrendered to it because you've been in practice dealing with it in your family side. And so, you know, coming back to what you're saying before, the whole comfort zone, it's, it's a killer. We're all scared to step outside of it because we're worried about fucking things up. The truth is, we're fucking things up by staying in the comfort zone. We're causing more problems, more pain, more disconnect, more of like unfulfillment by staying in there than getting out. And, you know, 
if I refer back to this current weekend, this past weekend with the Code Black guys, every single time they reach their their performance level, right? They hit their barrier, hit their ceiling. And this is one thing about Rising Kings. We're the only ones who are going to push them beyond that. That's our duty. That's why we do what we do. That's why the Legacy Brothers come and support. And that's what Rising Kings is about because your friends aren't going to do it. Your family aren't going to do it. Your bosses, et cetera, aren't going to do it because there's fear that, you know, fuck, you know, I don't want them to leave. I don't want them to uh, walk away from the family. I don't want them to leave the job. I don't want them to get upset. I don't want to see them suffering. I don't want to see them hurt. However, when we push a guy up to his current capacity, up to his ceiling, and then show him a whole nother level, yes, there's suffering involved. Yes, it's highly uncomfortable for the man. But all of a sudden, that elation, when he sees progress, when he finds a new space to operate in, he comes over at the end. Brother, thank you for changing my life. All of them. You've changed our lives. Not you as in Ben. Rising Kings has changed my life for the better because now they can see the fucking power of themselves, the beauty of themselves, and they start to accept themselves more. And I know I'm going on a bit of a side tangent here. However, like when you stay in your comfort zone, why when I say it's the death of you, it's because, man, we have a lot of self-doubt. We don't accept ourselves. We tell ourselves we're not good enough. And it's like, well, why are we staying in the same bubble? The only way we're going to feel better about ourselves is by getting out there and doing bigger and better and bolder things and watching as we grow, as we step into it. Now, it's going to come with heartache. It's going to come with failures. It's going to come with you know, cut knees and bruised arms and bruised egos and you know, sadness and suffering and pain. However, it's also going to come with fulfillment, excitement, passion, joy, happiness, energy, drive, ambition. And so it's this piece you've really got to look at in terms of, well, I can stay in the comfort zone, what we call comfortable pain, or I can start challenging myself and getting out of that bubble and trying new, just little things, just doing things slightly differently that challenge us in order to grow. Now, my final piece is this. I was listening to something the other day and I it was um, you know, sort of a cut-up speech of, from Warren Buffett, right? And we all know who Warren Buffett is. And he said something along the lines of, you know, what would you do if you only had one car for your entire life? All of us would take care of that, thing, you know, that car. We'd wash it every, you know, all, as much as we can. We'd make sure that the oil change and whatever, whatever, you know, fluids on all the maintenance is all taken care of, right? But the reality is most of us will not just have one car in our life. However, we only have one life. We only have one body, one mind, and really one chance to live this life, you know, and that goes, that life goes pretty quickly if you think about it, right? So to the guy that's in his 30s and his 40s and his 50s, who's, you know, sort of sitting back and staying in his comfort zone, right? Who's staying at work and doing the extra emails, who, who may be flipping through YouTube instead of playing with his kids and not really being present, who just constantly does you know, the workout that he knows he's comfortable in rather than pushing himself outside of those boundaries. What does that man need to do to make sure that his one chance at life, that one chance that he has to leave the right legacy behind for his kids is a good one? What does he need to start doing? He needs to get committed. He needs to ask himself the really hard question. Is this it? Is this as good as it gets? 
is this the life I am happy to leave? Like if today's my final day, am I happy with the man I look at and I am right now? Because I believe when you ask yourself that question and you're that type of guy, you will realize, no, I'm fucking, I'm not. And so then you have to commit to a new path, which is like what we've talked about on this podcast. It's time to get out of the fucking comfortable pain. It's time to step into your absolute greatness, which requires effort, courage, and commitment. That's Ben Salkeld, and I'm Michael, and this has been another episode of the Rising Kings podcast. Stay strong. So that's it for this week's show. We really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Make sure that you head over to iTunes, uh, rate and review the show. This really helps us get the message out there to ensure we're doing our part in helping others raise their standards and live to their highest order. Also too, if you haven't already, you can apply to join our free Facebook group where we take this conversation deeper and further. And then finally, if you want additional resources, etc., head over to risingkings.com.au. Have an awesome week. Stay strong.